The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. This is a call from uh, someone who's been dating a woman for about six to eight months. And see what you think. This person wants to know why she, what to do about the relationship. We'll leave it at that. Hi, Dr. Kenner. My name is, my name is Mark. And I've got a problem where I've been with the same girl for six to eight months. And now we're having problems with her children because her children want her to wait for her ex-boyfriend, which is not the father of them, by the way, but he's not the father, and they want him to wait. They want her to wait for him because he's in prison. And um, the problem is that he's in prison for being a pedophile, let's put it that way. <clears throat> so now my question is, right now she's under so much stress, I mean complete stress, that it's really killing her because her kid, it's actually not our kid. She has, she has three children. Her oldest son is the one who wants her to wait for him to get out of prison, which is another two to three years easily. And I, I find that silly, but she is very family, very, very family-oriented, orientated, and she doesn't know what to do. And she wants me to sit and wait, and I'm not quite sure if I can do that. And I don't know if that's something I should do or if I give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what to do. And I've given her a week so far. She still calls me, tells me she loves me. The last, the last couple of days, I told her not to call, so she didn't, and it's still very hard. Very hard to go through this. I'm 45 years old, she's 40, and I don't believe that her children, especially her son, at 18 years old, should be telling her what she can and can't do. Because he doesn't approve of me dating her, which is I find that terribly offensive, but it's neither here nor there. The other thing is, too, is after six months, about, well, about eight months we've been together, I still have not been invited to her house because she does not want to offend him, and I, I find that kind of insulting. And I don't know if I should or not, so, you know, if you can email me back and let me know what I should be thinking. Not what I should be thinking. I don't know. Tell me what you think about this. Okay. What happens when an 18-year-old is running the show and telling mom, she's got three kids, mom, you, you cannot marry this guy, you cannot date this guy. I want you to be family-oriented and to wait till the pedophile, our, my buddy the pedophile, your old boyfriend comes, not even my dad, but that he comes, gets out of jail. And that's in two to three years. And then we'll have a happy family. Mom, the three of us, you... And the pedophile. Isn't this fun? Now, this gives new meaning to family-oriented. She's very family-oriented. I think she is very family-confused. I think she is very mentally confused. And if you're wanting to date this woman, I mean, you've been with her for six to eight months, so she must have some good traits. If you're wanting to date her... You may have a huge relationship breaker here. And that's that she's totally irrational here. If you're a decent man, if you're not in jail, I'll assume you're a decent man of good character and liking some good traits in her and willing to take on her three kids, even though one is 18 years old. I know he's older and tough. And and she doesn't have the courage to even let you come to the house. You've got to look carefully at her character. I would say to cut your losses right away. You don't want to, you're going to have a pedophile in your life, even if he's in the periphery somehow. She could dump you. You sit and wait for two to three years. And then this woman that you so-called love 
is going to say, oh, guess what? I really, my son really wants me to be with this pedophile. So he's out of jail now. And of course, we all know that pedophiles give up, you know, once they go to jail, they come back fixed, right? They, they'll never do it again. So it, it's, it sounds like lunacy on all fronts. You need to judge her decision making. You're marrying a woman, or not marrying, you're dating a woman whose decision making is going to affect every hour of your time together. And if her decision-making is such that she throws over the reins to an 18-year-old son, whether out of guilt or, or, or just submission, I don't know why. But the fact that she's doing that doesn't bode well for her. And I would say that her stress, yes, it's very stressful to raise three kids, but I will guess that her stress is highly intensified by her. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. And I would say that her stress, yes, it's very stressful to raise three kids, but I will guess that her stress is highly intensified by herself, that it's self-made stress because she doesn't know how to stand up to her son and to call the shots in her own family and in her own life and to pursue her own goals. So I would not be a side dish in her life. I would move on and find yourself someone who has less baggage, but take a close look as to why you were attracted to her and why you stayed with her that long. Uh, and, and I think that she needs to suffer the consequences of her choice making, her de decision to waver and to stay with the son, you know, to go with the son's decision or to appease the son or please the son. That's not healthy. Uh, I'm Dr. Ellen Kenny. You're listening to The Rational Basis of Happiness, and you can pick up the phone and call me right now. My number's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. That's toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. I got a quick question. Uh, someone emailed me a question. Is it immoral to be gay? You speak about morality and living a moral life. My resounding answer is absolutely not it is totally a personal choice and if you are gay and you're stealing or robbing then that's immoral but it's not the gayness it's the stealing and robbing if you're heterosexual and stealing and robbing and lying and cheating then that's immoral but it's not because you're heterosexual so gay is a personal preference it doesn't harm anyone else if a woman falls in love with another woman or if a man falls in love with another man that happens. It's not the norm, and it's not something that we go around encouraging in, the, in our, our kids, but it is perfectly a legitimate option. And that, that's something that if, if you have more questions, you're um, free to call me about. And morality is, the, is judging a person on how they choose and what they think. And if they're damaging one another in a relationship, then that's bad. But if not, if it's a loving relationship, it's phenomenal. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Look, I'm sorry I cut you off like that before. I've just never gone in for that psychological mumbo-jumbo. They show you a bunch of ink blots and ask you about your toilet habits. Oh, why does everything with you shrink starting the crotch? 
Okay, I didn't even guess where that was from. That is from Fraser. That's his dad, and he's speaking with Fraser. And yes, a lot of psychologists still use those ink blots, but fewer and fewer are doing it. And I had to train in ink blots. What an ink blot is? It's a piece of paper that put some ink on, and then he folded it in half, and it made a nondescript blob, just a blob. But then he would ask, "What do you see in this blob?" And a person will say, oh my gosh, I see a person on a motorcycle, or I see, and then on and on and on, and then there are tons of psychologists that have tried to come up to figure out what is the meaning of that, what are they projecting onto this blob, there is no person on a motorcycle, there is no flower garden there if another person sees a flower garden. So those are called projective tests, you project what's going on in your mind or what you create out of that blob onto the test. And many times it can be interesting, but many times it's a bunch of nonsense. I remember sitting in a class once and my professor was showing us these blocks and he showed us one and said, how many of you see a guy riding on a motorcycle, you know, backwards like the rear end view? And, you know, I raised my hand. A lot of people raised the hand. That's a real common answer, I suppose. And he goes, well, that means that you're gay. So I discovered something about myself. A lot of this is nonsense. A lot of the blocks are nonsense, and a lot of the interpretation of them are nonsense also. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Avoid choosing a romantic partner who tries to fake their self-esteem. One way they do so is by using defense mechanisms. Defensiveness has disastrous effects on romantic relationships. For example, Josh forgets his wife Sarah's birthday. She's very upset, but instead of apologizing and trying to make amends to her, Josh piles on excuse after excuse and then gets mad at her for in quotes, overreacting. This does not bode well for their relationship. If you are wrong or make an error, admit it. It may seem counterintuitive, but this will increase your self-esteem because you are fully acknowledging reality. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.